Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back, everybody. So this week, I have some exciting news. You may have seen on social media or if you're on my email list that Expectation Hangover, my last book, came out in paperback with a brand new subtitle, which is Free Yourself from Your Past, Change Your Present, and Get What You Really Want. And I love this new subtitle because that's really what the book is about. It's not about just managing expectations or getting over an expectation hangover. It's truly about using it as a deep healing opportunity so that you can make changes that last. You can pick up your brand new paperback copy at amazon.com where you can also get Kindle or an audio edition, or you can just walk into a bookstore the old fashioned way and find it there. So now let's dive into the episode. I wanted to share with you, I always like sharing something a little personal. Every year I pick a word, a word that's going to be the word that I want to really step into for the year. Last year it was freedom. And this year it is authenticity. And my definition of authenticity is really the freedom to be fully expressed, to be real, to be honest, and to be the most me version of me that I can possibly be. So that means taking off any kind of masks. It means sharing more vulnerably and openly. And it also means really appreciating my gifts and owning them. A lot of times we think authenticity means we have to kind of air our dirty laundry and and be so vulnerable and honest that people are going to see these parts we don't like about ourselves. But authenticity is also about standing in your power and really being like, wow, like these are the ways in which I rock, in which I'm amazing, and I'm going to own those things. So although today's caller really called in with questions about a breakup, and we're going to talk about drawing in unavailable people, what the call is really about is stepping into our authenticity, who we truly are, dropping those masks and being emotionally honest. Now, often in dating and relationships, we're not authentic from the get-go. We become who we think we need to be. We're not so honest, and we often hide our feelings. And when we're not authentic, we cannot expect to attract the most aligned relationships. Like you'll hear in my session with Steph, we end up attracting unavailable people. And by unavailable, I don't necessarily mean married to someone else or dating someone else. It's really about being emotionally unavailable. So if you're not willing to be fully self-expressed, honest, and vulnerable, then it's likely someone rather shut down and closed off or not ready for commitment will come into your life. Because if you have walls up and masks on, then you're going to draw someone in who probably has the same kind of walls up. Then after that relationship ends, you may be heartbroken, close down your heart, and become even more emotionally unavailable. So if you have a pattern of attracting unavailable people or just lost someone you thought was the one or your forever person, pay special attention to this session and be sure to listen to the Coach's Corner that will be up on Saturday because I'm going to talk about how to get over the one you thought was the one. So as you're listening to this call with Steph, consider, do you feel like you're really fully living an authentically self-expressed life? Do you have a pattern of attracting unavailable people? Are you currently in a relationship with someone who's a bit emotionally unavailable? Are you emotionally unavailable? 
And do you think you have to be perfect or a certain way in order to have the love that you want? So before we get into my session with Steph, I want to take a moment, and this is also very exciting, to thank my new sponsor, Onnit.com. If you've known me for a while, you may know I'm super, super into health, and Onnit is one of my very, very favorite wellness companies because they are so focused on inspiring peak performance through unique products and super high-quality products. One of my favorite things that they have is Alpha Brain, which is a supplement used to enhance memory, focus, and processing speeds. I take it when I need to be focused and perform at my tip-top shape mentally, and it helps so much. And it's not like the high you get from caffeine that taxes your adrenals. This is a supplement, and it's been very well tested. So if you want to try Alpha Brain risk-free, meaning if you don't like it, you can get your money back, but I really think you'll like it and feel the difference, just go to onnit.com slash Christine. Again, if you go to onnit.com slash Christine, you get a special 10% off on not just Alpha Brain, but all their other really cool products. And ladies, you might want to check out their leggings. They're really super cute. So again, go to onnit.com slash Christine and treat yourself to some wellness products. All right, let's get on to my session with Steph. Hi, Steph. Welcome to the show. What's your question? I have struggled with pursuing or attempting to pursue people who are unavailable. I've identified that and I'm working through that. And what I've learned in the process of working through that is that I have a really strong and kind of hard exterior, even though I need to be, I'm good about showing my soft side to friends and family, but I'm not sure how to do that to the opposite sex and how to welcome people in with that. Okay. Great question. So there's, there's a lot of different pieces in there. So let's first go with the pattern of attracting unavailable people. What do you mean by that? I consistently, I think I attract more than that, but the ones that I'm interested and attracted to are consistently unavailable and it tends to be more emotional unavailability than anything, Right. but it's been my pattern for years. And I finally identified that within the last few months. So I've been working on it. I still have that fear of like, I'm going to go back into that. Right. Well, when's the last time you've done it? I just recently ended one. So within the last couple of weeks. Okay. So if outer experience is a reflection of inner reality and your outer experience is reflecting to you that you're attracting emotionally unavailable people, what does that tell you about yourself? That I'm emotionally unavailable. (laughs) Right. Well, and here's the thing. We can also say emotionally authentic. Because part of what makes someone unavailable emotionally is not being authentic emotionally, right? So you said in the beginning of the call that you're not always authentic. You didn't use the word authentic. I'm using that word to sum Mm -hmm. up what you said. You know, you said you have this softer side that you don't show. You know, so would it be correct in saying that the more vulnerable side is something that's harder for you to show in relationship? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, this is great. You know, it solves the mystery of why you're attracting unavailable people. They're just mirroring to you, you, right? So (laughs) as soon as you shift into becoming more emotionally available, which means emotionally authentic, you will naturally start to attract a different kind of person. So the only reason to be scared is if you right now say, I refuse to grow. I refuse to work on myself. I refuse to grow, right? And yeah. I don't I don't hear you saying that. You're calling into no. the show, which shows that you are passionate about personal growth. So let me ask you this. Are you willing 
to continue to work on yourself and to continue to grow. Absolutely. Are you willing to go to those uncomfortable places where you feel completely, quote unquote, out of control emotionally because you feel so vulnerable? Yes. Have you done that before? Not in the last few years. And what happened a few years ago that made you close your heart? I was in a really tough relationship. Like we had been together for a long time. Mm -hmm. I know that it was good for me to, that it ended because it needed to, but I felt like I had lost so much of who I was by trying to adapt to that relationship that like it was a huge turning point in a really good way. But I can tell that there's still that piece where I'm closed off because of it. Yeah. I can hear the tears in your voice. (laughs) So what's still hurting about that relationship? I get that you know you learned something, but it's still really tender. What still hurts? I don't really know. Maybe the pain. I just expected that it was going to, that was going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. And when that didn't happen, it was like that huge letdown to an expectation and having to start over. And there was a ton of pain that came along with that. Yeah, you had a big old whopping expectation hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So let's look at that because you form some conclusions in your mind that are perpetuating the pain, making the pain still exist because the truth is it's over, right? But mm-hmm. it's it's not over inside of you because it's still a wound that's easily activated just by talking about it. What is helpful here is to really identify, you know, what is the belief that's still running that's creating the pain? Because at this point, you know, the relationship has been over long enough that right now your emotions are physiological responses to thought. The relationship's over. You went through the normal grief period. That's the normal emotional response. But right now, this emotion that you're experiencing is a physiological response to a thought. You following me so far? Yep. Okay. So let's figure out what that thought is. My sense is it has something to do with, and and you're going to have to put in your own words, but when I feel into it, it feels like you felt like this was love. You felt like this was it. And now, and because it's not, now you don't A, you don't trust yourself, but it's like you don't trust love and you're completely confused about what the F love is in the first place. (laughs) Those are both very correct. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So can you see how carrying around a belief that I can't trust myself, I can't trust love, and I don't even know what love is, it can, can create a consistent feeling of fear and pain? Yep. Right. Right. Because the minute we say we we don't trust love, right, and we don't know what love is, we reinforce the illusion of separation, which is our core wound. Because love is our essence. Love is who we all are. And when we start to mistrust love and mistrust ourself, it can be incredibly jarring. So for you, Steph, this is really about coming back to the truth about what love really is. Because what you had in this relationship was probably projection love. Can you explain that a little bit more? Uh, Well, what do you think it means? My guess would be that, I mean, projecting obviously that I'm putting it on somebody else, but is it that like the love I want and was feeling was being, I don't, I'm not sure. (laughs) You're on the right track. Yes. It's like you were sourcing your love through this other person. 
Okay. All yep, that. Definitely. I was for sure. Yeah. All those loving feelings that you felt, you thought were because of him. And oftentimes, when we're, I call these relationships journey mate relationships, they come in and they end. They have an expiration date and they're supposed to end because these people are our big mirrors and our big teachers and they can't stick around because if you had continued to be in this relationship, you would have become totally codependent. Mm-hmm. And I was. Right. I was at that point. Yep. Right. Because that was your source of love. Mm-hmm. So really this comes back to you falling totally in love with yourself. So let me ask you this. What's wrong with you? Be really honest here. Like, let's get inside your head and let me hear what you really think of yourself. (laughs) One, I know that, like, I'm not emotionally available. So in my mind, that's something that's wrong. I think the other things that are, I have a fear of not being good enough that somebody will leave because I don't meet those expectations or what they're looking for. And I've Like I've done a lot of reading on that. So I know that's something that I have to work through, but that's still a fear that comes up. Those are my big ones. You know, the little things fall into that. Like I'm not fit enough, even though I work out consistently and I take care of myself and I'm, you know, I'm not a size zero. And some of those things where they're kind of irrational fears or thoughts, but they're still there at times. So, sweetheart, do you know the correct answer to the question I asked you? What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Right. And the problem is you don't believe that. So, really, the fear is not, am I going to attract another bad relationship? Really, the thing to be most scared of is, am I really going to learn how to love myself and accept myself fully? Fully and completely. And you know what's so amazing about emotional availability is that as you open up to that and as you open up to that vulnerability, all of that love becomes more accessible. See, the thing about emotional vulnerability, authenticity, availability is that people think it means we have to air all our dirty laundry and we have to like bear our wounds and bear our souls and sh- cry our tears and have our ugly cry face in front of people. Like, and that's, yes, that's part of it. That's part of it. But what also comes with that is this access to the most incredible love. So if you're closed off to vulnerability, then in essence, you're closed off to love. So what I want to offer you is that it's safe. First, it's safe for you to feel. Second, it's safe for you to be seen. And third, it's safe for you to fully accept yourself. I think you have in your head that there's like a formula for love. In order to get love, I have to X, Y, Z. Or this plus this equals makes me lovable. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Well, what would you say? I don't, I just keep like, as we talk about it, I just keep coming back to like, like I put up these, you know, like I put up those hard walls and X years, like I let people in a little bit and then I close off Mm -hmm. um, because of, because I don't want them to see that. And so when it, like in my head, even though I know this isn't right, but the thought process goes 
like I have to be perfect, even though I know perfect doesn't exist Mm -hmm. to have the love that I want. Mm -hmm. And so I know that's not, I mean, that's a way of thinking that I need to change and address for sure. Um, but I think that's more so like, I can't get love the way I want it until I fix these things about me. Right. Right. And do you know where that belief comes from? No. If you had to guess, if you had to guess. Probably from like the time when I was young and it's not that my parents were awesome. They're super loving. Um, and we're always there for us. But at the same point, there was a lot of pressure being the first child Mm -hmm. that I was going to be amazing at everything I did. And that was from a really young age. So, and my mom and I have had that conversation of, you know, I fit right into that, that there was this perfectionism and kind of a control and trying to always be an overachiever to meet what I thought were expectations of my parents at that time in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them probably were just self-imposed expectations. That you yeah, for, for, the, for the most part, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. See, you do know. A lot of times you say you don't know, but you know. So just pointing that out to you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know a lot. You know a lot. So this is great. So awareness is just the first step. Then it's really about integration and change for you. And so what I want to point out to you is that you're being emotionally available right now. Like in this moment. I'm not feeling walls from you. I'm feeling an openness, an authenticity, a willingness, a vulnerability. So I can do it. It's just incorporating it more into my life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And really, really disconnecting that perfection and emotional availability don't go together. So my homework for you would be to really write out what perfect means for you. And then write out what authentic means. And read them both. And see which one really is more true. Okay. Because I think part of what you haven't given yourself the experience of is that authenticity is good enough. You know, like I've talked a lot about authenticity and really trying to live in self-alignment or in alignment with my inner self. Um, but to hear it said in that way, that authenticity is enough is maybe it's just hearing it, you know, at this point that, yeah. that hits home. Like that's really big. Yeah. Yeah. So what comes up inside of you when you say that authenticity is good enough? It's calming and mm-hmm. peaceful and just reassuring that mm-hmm. you're right where you need to be and who you are is more than abundant, like who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So that calming, reassuring voice that you just stepped into, that's how you need to start talking to yourself. I can do that. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you can. You just did and you can do it more. So my encouragement would be to maybe just take a hiatus from dating for a while and really make, you know, it's it's the beginning of the year as we're recording this session and really make this year about authenticity for you. But get a very clear definition of what it is for yourself, like authenticity means, authenticity feels, authenticity is like, authenticity creates, authenticity reminds me of. 
write it out, get super, super clear. And then every day, read that. Or every day, make yourself a little voice recording of what it means to be authentic and how you move through the world when you're authentic, what you think about, all those things. Because until we move into a different vibration, like see, from my perspective, you're moving out of perfectionism into authenticity. And Mm -hmm. you can sit there and try to fix the perfectionism, but that's sort of like going in a circle. You know, how do you fix perfectionism? (laughs) You get the perfectionist to fix perfectionism? (laughs) I mean, that just doesn't work. But if you stop paying so much attention to that and start paying a ton of attention to authenticity, you will out-vibe the perfectionism. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So all of these relationships and all of these hurts, they were all designed to serve you. They were all designed to make you feel kind of miserable enough to <laughs> to do some work and to see, wow, like my perfectionism, my not enoughness complex is making me completely emotionally unavailable. And therefore, I'm attracting unavailable people and it's painful. And, you know, you're also seeing what it's like for other people who I'm sure want to connect with you and want to feel close to you but feel your walls. That's a really good point. <laughs> so start letting the people in your life in, your friends, your family, start being vulnerable, start being honest, be that picture of authenticity that you write out. And just let yourself experience that and talk to yourself in that reassuring, loving voice, not the perfectionist critical voice. And put a pause on dating. Let this shift inside of you. Like, Commit to just not even dating right now. Okay. Just let this shift because you're kind of going to, you're not going to, until this integrates, you're not going to attract an emotionally authentic person. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to date Absolutely. you? Yep. Beautiful. Any questions? No. Um, I think this is a really good place for me to keep moving from. So I'm excited about this. It's the truth of who you are. Yeah. Like how how great of an assignment. You just get to be you. <laughs> it makes me smile. Like before I was in tears and now I'm like really excited and yeah. smiling. It's just, it feels good. Yeah, that's the truth. The truth feels good. One of the things that I noticed in my call with Steph was how shaky her voice seemed. You know, there was so much unexpressed emotion and just fear. But as we started talking about authenticity and as she started to see who she really is, her voice really started to change, which was really beautiful to hear. All right. So let's break this call down a bit. I want to talk about something I referenced in the call, which is a journey mate relationship. And throughout my years of coaching so many people and having relationships myself, I've come up with five different kinds of relationships that we tend to get into. And one of those is a journeymate relationship. You can go back and listen to me talk about issue-based relationships in a previous call. But a journeymate relationship, these are these can be really difficult, but they're also really, really sweet. So let me explain what they are. So oftentimes we draw in a person who We just love so much and has all these amazing qualities and we see so much in them that we 
really want to have in ourselves. Like maybe their sense of humor or their success or their confidence or whatever it was. And, and being with that person, it sort of ignites those qualities inside of us. And then they go away and not only are we heartbroken, but all those qualities that we saw in them and they ignited inside of us tend to go away. For example, if someone was with someone that was really super creative, they started to feel creative themselves, but then when the breakup happened, it's like they lost their creative mojo. Or, you know, they were with someone who was very confident and successful, and and because they were with that person, they started to feel confident and successful. And then when they go away, all the insecurity comes back up. So the reason why I call these journeymate relationships is because they come with an expiration date, meaning they have to end. And the reason they have to end is because if they don't, we often can go into a very codependent relationship because we rely so much on that other person to make us feel a certain way. So even though it's painful, it's actually such a gift that they end because then you really have to step into those qualities yourself. So in a journeymate relationship, the person is the catalyst to show you kind of that projection that you need to see in yourself. So in Steph's case, for instance, that person was a catalyst for her, really showing her how she needed to own so many qualities inside herself. So if you think that you have had a journeymate relationship, I just want you to be so deeply grateful for it because it protected you from being codependent if it ended. And it's also such a teacher for you. What we think is love is often projection. We see something in someone else that we want to feel so badly and we call that love. But love isn't putting anyone on a pedestal. Love is not being with an unavailable person. Love is really about authenticity, really being honest and vulnerable and and meeting someone in that most aligned place. And what I see happen so much with so many people, especially people in journeymate relationships or when they go out and attract unavailable people, is when the relationship ends, they stop trusting love. They close down their heart even more. And that is the absolute, I don't want to say wrong because I don't like saying wrong, but it's just a no-no to do. Because what we want is to keep our heart open. An authentic heart is an open heart. Yes, we need to have discernment. Open your heart, but don't let your brains fall out. But that authenticity, that true nature of the heart is love. So we have to keep trusting love. Sometimes there are people in our life that we don't trust, that we may have loved. And when they go away, we may need to stop trusting that person, but don't stop trusting love. Because when you stop trusting love, you stop loving yourself too. You know, as you heard with Steph, when I asked her what's wrong with her, she was able to rattle off this huge list of all the things that were wrong with her. That is not self-love. And she was also so scared about not finding another relationship. But what I encourage her to be a little more scared of is never really learning self-love. So the last thing I want to touch on here is perfection. Steph talked a lot about the pressure she puts on herself to be perfect. And perfection really blocks emotional vulnerability. I mean, seriously, if you're sitting around trying to be perfect, how can you possibly be emotionally vulnerable and authentic? A, because there's no such thing as perfection. And when we're trying to be something that's not real, that's not true for us, that is not authentic. So all you perfectionists out there, please drop it. 
your quote unquote perfect exactly the way you are. Your most authentic self is the most perfect you you could ever, ever dream of. And I'll end with a few assignments for you for today. If you had a journeymate relationship, then I really want to support you in getting to gratitude. Write down all the things that you learned from that person. Right when I look at you, I see. When I look at you, I feel. You create. Get an idea of what you saw in them and then turn that on yourself. Everything you saw or felt or saw that other person create are unknown aspects in you. Step into it. Next, define authenticity. What does that word mean to you? And what does your most authentic self look like, act like, feel like, behave like, communicate like, love like? And finally, where do you have walls up? Around your heart. And how can you start letting people in more? You know, as I advise Steph, it's not about going out and dating. It's beginning by letting your friends in more, letting your family in more, letting yourself be seen for the most authentic you. Because trust me, that authentic you, that real you, without the masks, without the walls, without this trying to be perfect, is so absolutely beautiful and lovable. Trust that. Be that. Sending you so much love. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.